So you might be surprised, and our listeners might be surprised to know that I have a few pet peeves. Just a few (laughs) things that bother me in life. Okay, so one of them is when new-ish parents say the phrase, nobody ever told me, or like, (laughs) nobody talks about this, because yes, we did. (laughs) We've been talking about the same exact thing that you're saying no one ever told you, but you weren't listening because why would you have been listening, right? Humans only care about what's affecting them at the exact second of their life that they're in. So if it's not affecting you, you're not listening. Anyways, so I decided for the benefit of our listeners, I'm going to do my part to actively tell parents or soon to be parents or maybe later to be parents things they can maybe expect on their parenting journey. I only have 12 and a half years experience, so it is limited, but I think it's still, you know, it's more than two years. Um, okay. I have five things. Okay. Now, probably <laughs> there, someone's going to listen to this who's been a parent for five minutes, and they're going to be like, well, this is funny, but it's because you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to do better than you. And I just Send want those comments those... directly to Middle Casey. <laughs> I, I want <laughs> you to Twitter. call me in 10 years. Okay, number one thing I was not ready for in parenting, (laughs) band-aids. So I think that everyone knows kids love band-aids, right? Yes. It's like, that's that's common knowledge. Like little kids, they love band-aids. Like three-year-olds, it's the best. It's kind of a sticker, but it's also, you know, going over a maybe boo-boo, and that's like an avenue for extra attention. So that's not surprising. Okay, here's what I wasn't ready for, is that when your kids are old enough to get their own Band-Aids, they will 100% never throw the Band-Aid trash away. Never. They get now so you, they get so consumed. Go ahead. I'm question. Are you questioning the, the plastic strips on the back of the Band-Aid or the Band-Aid itself or both? Here we go. So they get so consumed in the Band-Aiding of their quote-unquote injury... That they just leave the wrapper and the sticky coverings. But that's not all. They will also leave their dirty band-aids, you know, wherever. Just anywhere that they happen to take it off. And I don't know about you, but walking around and feeling something stuck to the bottom of your foot. And then realizing it's a dirty band-aid. Wow. I wasn't ready. I was feels not like ready. The, it feels like the number one place that you find them is like on the side of the tub. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> or it's like they find them floating in the bathwater and then just take them off and set them on the side of the tub. Not throw them out, just leave them there no, for No, I mean, there's a trash can right there in the bathroom, yeah. but that's too much effort. Okay, number two. If you're a good parent like me and you let your kids openly share their opinions with you about things, at least one of them will tell you that they don't like church (laughs) every single week (laughs) and they don't want to go. Now, obviously, we're not going to church right now because we're in a pandemic, but can I just say that it's extremely hard for an introvert to want to go to church when your child is telling you. That they don't want to go to church. Amen. <laughs> it is like, 
I was not ready for this. And I was raised as a pastor's daughter, and it never even occurred to me as a kid to express a negative opinion about church. That was just like, no, you would never do that. So my advice would be to have your Jesus-y answers locked and loaded for when your kids tell you why they don't want to go to church. And you'll probably need those answers more for yourself (laughs) if you're anything like me. So okay. do, you, do you have the temptation of just like the fleeting thought of just send the extroverts and I'll stay here <laughs> with the introvert child? I mean, oh, man. Because I definitely do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think that would be a good compromise sometimes, but yeah. Okay. Number three. Oh, this is a doozy. Maybe I should save this for last. I'll just go. I'll go in the order that I prepared this. Kids, mess with your sex life way after you think they should be past the age to do that, right? So most people, even, you know, people without kids, kind of probably know that newborn babies are the ultimate boner killers, right? They're just, like, the worst, And then even, you know, infants and toddlers, they're going to wake up at night and they might surprise you. Okay, so getting laid is, you know, a real act of threading the needle, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Between when they go all the way to sleep and when they might wake up, you know? Mm -hmm. So, because we had one who, (laughs) when she was a baby... From the time she fell asleep until she first woke up was 45 minutes. And of course that's enough time, but it's really not enough time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, all right. What everybody's kind of prepared for that, I think, when you have kids. But what I was not considering at all was that (laughs) when your kids get older, they stay up too late. So maybe you have these like magical years where your kids, we had these magical years where your kids go to bed early and they sleep through the night. And Mm -hmm. we use those magical years to make our surprise for the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so older kids stay up late and it's like, what do you do? Because how, like how many excuses can you give them on why they need to go to bed early? (laughs) Without just being, so you could say, you stayed up too late last night, or you were grumpy today, you need to go to bed early, or it's a school night, which just doesn't work anymore. Get a big day tomorrow. It's like, yeah. Is there a point where you're just going to be like, mommy and daddy are horny, please just go to bed before 9.30. Daddy wants to play Xbox at 10. George will probably be in our bed by the time he's done playing, and we need to thread the needle, you know? Okay, so f- <sighs> two things. Number one, can you imagine how scarred you'd have been if your parents had told you that? No, I can't. It would be <laughs> same, awful. I would never say that. Same here. And number two, listen, I'm not saying this is the best option. I'm not saying it's even plausible or maybe even possible. What about stealth mode? I know, but who who is that? really for stealth mode is only for one party and it's not mommy okay (laughs) that went to a place i was not expecting (laughs) but you know you're keeping it real tonight so okay 
yeah so i just i wasn't i wasn't thinking ahead to these years when my kids are staying up late and like my master bedroom is right off of the family room where they watch tv and i'm just like please just go to bed get away from my space and my room and my thoughts okay (laughs) (laughs) okay number four i still have two more okay (laughs) your kids will have horrible taste in music and everything (laughs) just okay you ever seen like a three-year-old kid walking around with like a beetle shirt on (laughs) Or you seen those shirts in stores, like a Pink Floyd shirt for a five-year-old? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Those parents bought that for their child to make up for the fact that their kids' music choices have been taken from, like, Minecraft YouTube streamers. <laughs> My kids, I don't even know. I don't even know what they listen to. I, I mean, I do know. I'm not like, oh, listen to whatever. But I'm just like, what? Who are these people? And they love it. Just the most mainstream like person that my kids listen to regularly would be like Taylor Swift, which I like, and Imagine Dragons. But other than that, it's just like who I feel like that old mom, that old stereotypical mom. It's like, who are you listening to? And so when we ride in the car, we like let our kids take turns picking songs usually. Mm-hmm. And if the car rides longer than 15 minutes, Danny and I are just, we're done. Like, nope, mommy and daddy's turn. <laughs> just no. So, so are, are you going to Way FM or are you going to the classic rock station? <laughs> oh, I have Spotify. So we don't listen to the radio. Okay. Sorry to say. I don't have Way FM. Anyways, <laughs> kids just have no idea what's good. And that brings me to my last thing. This is more of advice. This isn't like nobody nobody told me this. This I'm just going to give straight advice. Don't waste good food on your kids. Oh, man. And by good, I mean what? I just said, oh, man. <laughs> like quality. I, I mean, don't feed your kids like garbage all the time. But like kids don't appreciate good food. And it's not because you never gave it to them when they were one. They just, they haven't been beaten down enough yet in their life to, like, get the comfort from warm pretzel bread that you do. So just don't give it to them. Like, give them a piece of toast with butter and sugar, and that's good enough. You are are coming for your fans with red meat tonight. (laughs) You're serving up... You're serving up heat. Like, Danny gets me good chocolate for uh, Valentine's Day and, like, things. Seize candy chocolate box. And it's so good. And my kids ask for some. I'm like, you literally will eat chocolate from Dollar Tree? So, no. I'm not I'm not giving you this chocolate. There's no way. Anyways, that's my just wonderful parenting segment for tonight that I know everybody will be able to relate to. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this segment all started in my head when I went to clean the kitchen today and there was Band-Aid trash on the counter. <laughs> just sitting there. 
waiting for someone else to take care of it. That's it. That's well, all I got. Okay. <laughs> I did not realize that I was going to have to be the cheery, happy one this episode. <laughs> oh, just wait till my next segment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, you encouraged, so I'm not going to feel bad. I, you know why? Because I support women. <laughs> Shut up. Let's do housekeeping. Housekeeping. Hey, shout out to our newest patron, Matt. Uh, we will be delivering, in a show of appreciation, a truckload of uh, breadsticks to your house. <laughs> a little inside joke there from Matt. I don't know. I mean, who wouldn't like a truckload of breadsticks? And I feel like that's pretty universal, I guess. Uh, yeah, I agree. Bread in any shape, really. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's some bread that I'll pass on. I'll pass on wheat bread. Wheat bread's kind of gross. Mm, yeah, I guess. Plain. You yeah, can dress I mean, it like, up. Honey wheat is pretty good. Like, the, the plain wheat bread is kind of like the dark wheat bread. Mm-hmm. I can just, like, uh, it's, it's like yeah. dirt. Sure. <laughs> she got too many hot takes. She's just not going to waste time on arguing <laughs> over bread. Breadsticks are good if you just want to eat plain bread. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, let's move on. All right. Uh, got some movement on the t shirt front. Uh, <laughs> some movement. That's a very <laughs> generous. <laughs> <laughs> a generous description of where we are with the t-shirts. All I, all I know is you have you have an <laughs> you you have you have some uh, you have an inside lead on a t-shirt designer. So I did what every smart wife would do when she needs to get her husband's attention. I sent him an email. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just. We had we kept bringing up the shirts and the DMs, and then we would talk about other things, and then then we get lost just in the conversation. So then Danny's like, "I need to know what you actually want," and so I just sent an email and told him what we want, and I don't think he's responded <laughs> to either of us. No, that's, <laughs> that's technically movement, though. I mean, a transmission was sent. <laughs> Uh, but you know, maybe within the next month or so, <laughs> he'll get back to us and let us know what he can do. Hey, by the way, uh, Mark of a experienced husband from Danny just coming right out and saying, "What do you want?" <laughs> oh, that's, that's how we do things around here. Like <laughs> uh, okay, I can, re- you know, remember when we were new? Kendra and I were newlyweds, and mm-hmm. like all the dancing around, and then it. You know, we, we eventually just learned to say, hey, what do you want? What uh-huh. do you need? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's just way better when you're mature enough to realize that nobody can read your mind. Wow, <laughs> magic. <laughs> hey, so I got finally got those stickers out, uh, you know, 10 days or so ago. And people started getting them and some people have messaged me and... I'm just, it makes me so happy to see people happy with their stickers. And if you stick it on something <laughs> that you can show us, <laughs> I'm sorry, take that out. <laughs> I want to see where you put your stickers. So like, 
Uh, Bethany Perkins put it on her laptop. That's where I have mine. Uh, yeah, I want to see where everybody puts their stickers. Water water bottle is a good place if you have a re uh, like a canteen type thing. Just you know, throw that out there. Did you keep a sticker for yourself when you sent me back all the stickers that I sent you? I don't know. Kendra's got them. <laughs> oh, I think she kept a few back. Okay, good. Good. Well, if not, I'll send Melbourne. them to you again. No, okay. We'll just keep <laughs> sending them back and forth. Now, will you send me Florida donuts when you send them? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is true. I should send you something else that I'm going to need you to send back to me so that Kendra will send me more donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Some child finished off my bag of lemon donuts without... Mm asking permission hey add that well, to the list of things kids do <laughs> that you're not ready for <laughs> just eating that last bit of food you're saving for yourself <laughs> so what was the consensus was the were the lemon donuts or the chocolate donuts the favorite i didn't even eat a chocolate donut i only ate the lemons okay so the kids all eat the chocolate ones but you know they saw a bag of donuts on the counter and they're gonna just eat it no matter what flavor it is they're monsters. Gotcha. <laughs> Danny liked both. So. Okay. As always, the MVPs of this podcast are are mostly unseen and unheard spouses. <laughs> yes, exactly. They do make cameos now and then on the podcast. But... Yeah, well, whatever segment we have coming up later that you had to get Danny's input on for something, he was what? standing in the kitchen giggling. What? I'm like, yes. Yeah. I'm he's just giggling and then he disappeared and went outside. I'm like, where did you why did you go outside? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so we got stickers, shirts, new patron. What else? I think that's it. I think that's nope, the housekeeping. That's not it. That's <laughs> there not was it. a tweet. That you wanted to talk oh, about. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hang on. I got to go back to it now. I didn't even. You know. Okay. So normally we would say this for Christian Twitter, but I can't because it's too beautiful. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> give a shout out to Shannon Martin making a bold and aggressive play for tweet of the year. <sighs> Man. This was in a thread. Somebody tweeted out, when you get invited as a guest on a podcast, what criteria do you have to accept the invitation? Blah, 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 blah. And... <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, what kind of a tweet is that? <laughs> I don't know. We won't go there. <laughs> yeah. That's not... <laughs> Let's not bury the lead. Shannon replied with, I said yes to every single offer. I didn't ask about size or reach. <laughs> That's <laughs> no regrets. <laughs> Awful. And when I saw this, I, you know, if because if there's one thing I'm about, it's being appropriate. <laughs> so I first, offered, you asked me to scold her. I did for I the tweet. You to, I ask you to I I offered you the honor of giving her the the Shannon just the no. name call. No, I like Shannon. And you did not because you're <laughs> a coward. <laughs> so, uh 
she I, I I dropped the Shannon. I just replied with Shannon. And after it dawned on her what she had actually tweeted, she replied back, "You are the worst." <laughs> the perfect reply. Which I am now going to retweet just <laughs> because I am proud that <laughs> she called me the worst. So I just retweeted that. Perfect. Oh, okay. <laughs> How could you tweet that and not realize? <laughs> because, Matthew, to the pure, all things are pure. Scripture. It's right there in the Bible. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to move on? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. Okay. This this, this is going to be a serious segment, which we don't do very often because uh, it doesn't really fit in with the podcast title at all. <laughs> so uh, I sent you some thoughts on Mother's Day that I was having about the condition of Twitter on Mother's Day. And you were like, hey, we should talk about this on the show. So I'm going to talk about it. And don't just be quiet the whole time. Give me a few mm-hmms here and there so I know you didn't disappear. Okay. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> what, would the, what would, like, the worst feedback be? Like, what would unnerve you the most? What If I just, like, every 30 seconds, if I just said, yes, queen. No, <laughs> that would be annoying. <laughs> you wouldn't do that, though. You're No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Okay, so. If I've ever, like, approached a topic that I wanted to talk about super carefully, it's this one. Uh, So I got really frustrated on Mother's Day at social media, uh, specifically Twitter. So I think that over the last few years, um, people have raised some good concerns or criticisms maybe about how the church has handled Mother's Day. And it kind of stemmed from this belief and probably truth that uh, Christians worship the role of motherhood or exalt it, you know, the highest calling language, all that. So there's been criticisms about how Mother's Day is handled just, you know, in the last few years that I've seen, which is fine. But I think the pendulum is now totally swung in the opposite direction. Uh I saw, it felt like I saw more tweets on Mother's Day about the complications of Mother's Day than I did just celebrating what good mothers bring to our lives. And so, of course, I try to figure out why. I'm like, why, why is, what's happening here? So, um, I already told you my, my three things that I thought, so... Uh, I think the first thing is that a lot of Christians don't really, aren't comfortable talking about God filling up the spaces left by shitty moms um, because it sort of makes God out to be a woman. And I know that, uh, you know, some Christians are fine to talk like this, like Sarah Sarah Bessie posted something on Mother's Day about God as mother or something. I, I didn't, I don't know. But in general it's like on father's day we have like really clear language for people Mm. who have struggled with their relationship with their father because god calls himself his father to jesus and jesus calls him our father and all that but on mother's day we're kind of left like floundering so for people that um i'm getting cold (laughs) 
so for people who, you know, have a painful relationship with their mom, we don't really have language for them. And so it's just, it's frustrating because I think that if we really believe that God created man and woman in his image, then we have to acknowledge that God has the qualities of fathers and mothers in his being. So like whatever pain your mom uh, inflicted on your life, like God can comfort that as a mother to you, like as your mother should have done for you. And I don't think we should be scared to say it, but I think we are scared to say it, which kind of leaves us in this weird spot on Mother's Day where we're just like, we don't really know how to have that same language that we do on Father's Day. So why do you think people are scared though? Because we, we don't want to attribute feminine qualities to God. It's like, God says he's our father. But it's just think about like me as a mom. If I actually believed that God didn't have those, like the things that I want to be as a mother, if like that was not part of who God was. Like, where does that leave me? How do I, like, what do I pull from, you know? Just, I have to conjure that up in myself? No. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know. Like, I think I'll agree part of the way with that. I think another possible explanation is, I don't know that it's socially acceptable to have problems with your mother. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it's, I don't know why exactly. I haven't really thought it all the way through, but. That's really interesting um, thought just reacting to what you're saying that for some reason it is sort of not socially acceptable, but um, more prevalent, I guess, to, to have problems with your father. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, like it's especially like in the church setting, that's just not something that we really talk about very often. Right. People who have problems with their mother. Hmm. Yeah. And that kind of probably goes back to that, like, worship of the role of motherhood like Mm -hmm. we say that this is the highest calling and then if you have a mom who was awful then how do you reconcile that you know well and i've got my own kind of just thinking about what you're saying i've got my own theory about why we in the church lift up and worship motherhood i think it's sort of a like an outgrowth of complementarianism that i think sometimes even people like on that side of it get uncomfortable with complementarianism and like they don't quite know what to do with women like mm-hmm. you elevate their voice but we don't can't give them too much authority uh-huh. they kind of get stuck with that and so they wind up just kind of pouring all of that angst into hmm. motherhood it's the best that's right. what you're supposed to do let's celebrate it hmm. yeah that kind of goes with uh one of the other things that I thought is that uh, probably there's this like unconscious assumption that because motherhood has been worshipped and elevated in the church that moms feel seen and appreciated enough already. Hmm. So it's like it's I just can guarantee you that for the most part that's not true. 
because there's so much, and obviously I'm speaking in generalizations, but there's so much that mothers do for their families that's not seen. And I'm not talking about the fact that people aren't at your home with you. I'm talking about the fact that people in your own home don't see it either because it's emotional and mental labor for your family. So if your if your family is set up in like a traditional way where you know mom is taking like dad is working and um you know making a living and putting food on the table and all that which is amazing and wonderful and then mom is handling basically all the household management so like she rolls over in the morning and she's like okay, do we have what we need for breakfast, lunch, and dinner today in our house? Or do I have to go to the grocery store today? And it's just like this huge list of things. It's it's just a constant thing in your mind of what needs to be done to take care of your people, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that, that... motherhood's been elevated and you assume oh well you've been told your whole life that being a mom is the most amazing thing you can do so you know isn't that good enough (laughs) it's like no actually it's not I need to be seen and appreciated right now in this moment for the things that I bring to the table and I don't think that that's selfish it's just like this is what I need (sighs) Okay, so the other thing, my last thing, is that uh, I think that, like, Christian culture in general is so hyper-focused on mourning with those who mourn, and I don't... Why why do you think that is? I'm going to tell you. (laughs) I think it's okay. I think that we think that it's a harder thing to ask of people and therefore we think it's a holier thing to ask of people to mourn with those who mourn so like every people want to be happy they don't want to be sad they don't want to feel the hard feelings like so yeah that's that's going to be more difficult so that's you know we we kind of equate it with holiness the thing that is the more difficult spiritual task but i don't actually think that so we're told in that in that scripture you know rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn i don't really think that one is not necessarily more difficult than the other i think the difficulty comes in the fact that you're not in the same place as the person that you're like going to so it's like when I sit across from my friend who buried her baby I'm not in that same place and it's very and and I have a newborn baby then they were supposed to be born two weeks apart it's like I'm not in the same place and it's super difficult for me to to sit in that with her and mourn with her but at the same time it's like for someone who maybe desired a child or for someone who didn't have a a good mom and they are around someone who has children or who had a great mom, it's difficult for them also to rejoice with those who rejoice, right? It's not necessarily that one is more difficult than the other, but I think it's gotten to the point that on Mother's Day, we're only calling people in one direction. We're only actively calling people to mourn with those who mourn. 
because for so long we didn't do that. And I think it's great. I think we do need to call each other to empathy, but also I think we need to call people in both directions. We need to, to say, if, you know, sit with the people who are in pain, but also rejoice with the people who are doing their best at being a mom and who had a good mom and just live in that tension together, you know? But- yeah, I mean, I, I, I see where you're coming from with this because uh, it, it does feel sometimes like the pendulum has swung too far in the direction of being hypersensitive and things like holidays like Mother's Day, it, it's almost like an air of joylessness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Do it. <laughs> yes. That is so that that I don't know how I didn't like get to that articulation in all of this. It's like where is the joy for moms? Like where is gone? And <laughs> it's so crazy because my friend who has lost a child, like birthed a baby and lost it, like she's taught me the most about like having um sitting with like more than one emotion so sitting with grief and joy at the same time it's like those things can exist together it's not easy but they can Mm -hmm. so i don't know i just uh i i understand that like uh i'm coming at all of this you know it's my perception from when i scrolled Twitter on Mother's Day but I just think like I think we should consider what it might feel like for moms who give so much of themselves like many mothers who you know share their physical bodies not all moms do for literal years of our life like four kids (laughs) nine months pregnancies that's three years of my body being taken over by another human so to like feel like it, it, like when when you when you feel that tone that I felt like scrolling Twitter and stuff, it's like I don't feel like I can unequivocally celebrate today without coming across as insensitive. Even though I'm not insensitive, it's almost like you have to offer all the disclaimers and all the I don't know I don't know of another word, but. Somebody else might have scrolled social media on Mother's Day and been like, I can't get away from the celebratory posts and happy images. But like for me, it was like, I can't get away from what it felt like people were saying was like, actually, this day isn't about you. (laughs) And it just, I don't know. It's like, oh, man, how do we get here? (laughs) How do we get to the point where Mother's Day was like you said, just felt joyless all around? So. Well, and I think we've kind of had this discussion with other things too. I'm drawing a blank on where where it initially was, but there's like an infantilization that happens of almost like how frail do we think these people are mm-hmm. that we're trying to protect? Mm. And that that bugs me a little bit. I mean, it's not a huge thing, but it's it's like you know you were saying that we kind of swerve too far into the being oversensitive about everything and trying to protect everyone. Yeah. And the thing is, I want to protect those people. It's not that I don't want 
people for whom Mother's Day is difficult to feel that they can't feel all their feelings and have it be a hard day or it's not that. I And I don't want to be insensitive, but also I want us to like joyfully, fully celebrate what good moms bring to our lives, which we don't like, we can't even fathom. <laughs> well, Just, but that's easy for you to say because you run a clinic for motherhood. <laughs> Shut up. We are not getting into that. Nice try. <laughs> I already gave that rant to Danny this morning and he was not really interested, so <laughs> Okay. Hey, let's uh let's lighten things up around here. <laughs> what do you say? Okay. Um all right, so very special segment right here. <laughs> uh you don't know what's coming. I have no idea. You have a small idea because I, have a I just small I just, idea. I know I Danny was giggling you. in the kitchen like a little child. So I like to shout out to Danny. Thank you for helping me build this, Danny. You've seen these on Twitter before. This is a uh, this is a dollar matrix, <laughs> and we will. By, by the time you're listening to this, we will already have this tweeted out on the Fun Sexy Bible Time account. Okay. So if you if you just listen to your podcast app, go back to Twitter and, and find it, and you can see what we got here. Casey, I'm going to send this to you. I'm just going to DM it to you. Real okay. Quick. I'm ready. Uh, this this segment is called Build Your Own Bible Study. <laughs> okay. All so right. You've probably seen these before. I'll explain it while you're looking at this. This is unbelievable what I'm looking at. You've seen these before on Twitter. Oh, there's there's five tiers and each one has a price value attached to it. Five dollars, four dollars, three dollars, two dollars, one dollar. And you've got fifteen dollars right. to spend however you want. And for the our purposes, it's to build your perfect Bible study. Okay. Shit. So <laughs> and yes, I put this matrix together specifically to confound you. <laughs> My perfect Bible study um, includes a two-hour nap. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay, so the, the, okay, so the two hours is you just you have two hour two extra hours of sleep that day. Okay, whether it be a nap or you get to sleep in either one. Okay, okay, okay. I would definitely choose sleeping in. I can't always nap anymore. It's very sad. Okay. Would you like to take the listeners on a tour of the Matrix? All right. We'll start at the bottom. Our $1 okay. tier. <laughs> we have Alex Jones, Ann Voskamp, the Grisagas Brothers, and Vessel Goodman. This is incredible. I am totally doing this to you. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Our $2 tier is all album covers. We have Switchfoot. I think that's the that the beautiful letdown yep. album. Uh, DC Talk, Jesus Freak, Cademan's Call, Forty Acres, and Jars of Clay. The blue album. The blue album. So this would just be like the music that's playing in the background of your Bible study. Okay, that's good. Three dollar tier would be Dolly Parton, Rich Mullins, a classic Nintendo, and Justin Bieber. Okay, four dollar tier. We have Bono. Uh, a two-hour sleep time. 
Barack Obama and Billy Graham. This is so good. $5 tier is Chick-fil-A. Is free? It's catered for the entire Bible study, free of charge. Free Chick-fil-A. Okay, and then we have Sarah Gross, Beth Moore, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Wow, Danny (laughs) did help you with this. Okay, so is this going to be for an actual Bible study? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like that's going to affect my choices. Yeah, like these people are coming to your house, and are they coming to play Nintendo? Are they coming for the free Chick Fil A? Are they coming to listen to Cayman's? But we're going to do a Bible study. Yeah, because like music at all. I definitely want to meet Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda, but do I want to have him over for a Bible study and hear what are probably horrible opinions? So you're going to put your love for celebrities over the need to evangelize this poor man's soul? Mm. <laughs> Come on now. But if I had Lynn and Bono, then Bono could evangelize him in his very Bono way. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> Gosh, this is <laughs> tough. Okay, I'm definitely going Sarah Grove. She's coming, so I'm already $5 down. <laughs> okay. I have $10 left. (sighs) I don't really care about the music tier. (sighs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) This is so good. The thing about the Krasagas brothers... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is that I want so badly to be around them, but I want to be around them for like five minutes. Not you don't want to. I don't want to invite them into my home. Can you imagine you inviting them over? <laughs> what would that? What would happen? They would totally take over. Well, you know, Sarah Groves is going to be stumbling all over them. <laughs> no. Okay, so we got Sarah Groves. Oh, man. See, some are like definitely no's. Like Justin Bieber, no. My children would pick that one, but they're not invited. Okay, I'm going to go with Bono because I want to talk to him about the Bible. <laughs> so that's $9. I have, what, six left? Oh, what if Bono's just like okay. existential buffoon, 100%? <sighs> I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm staying top tier for this. I'm gonna go you with know, Beth the thing Moore. About the Bible, you don't read it. Which is it you. At, what does that take me to? Oh man. Okay, so but I okay. I had Sarah Groves and Bono, and who did I did I go from there? <laughs> did I say Beth Moore? You did not. You didn't say anything. Okay, I'm gonna go with Beth Moore. Okay. <laughs> Well, you're a snob. You're going strictly from the That's top tier. That's what tiers. I said. I'm going top tier. I mean, because she could lead it, right? <laughs> then I wouldn't have to lead it. Okay. Are you, have you got $1 left. Do I have to spend it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Vestal all the way. Vestal Goodman. Okay. Danny and I talked about this. <laughs> The hanky is a separate dollar. No, that's not nice. That's not nice. I can't afford the hanky. (laughs) She'll have nothing to wave. (laughs) I will give her a hanky or a napkin from my own personal inventory. (laughs) Oh, this is so fun. uh, 
I feel like Vestal is going to consider herself a peer to Bono. Oh. Vestal will just bring so much joy to... I'll tell you what Vestal's bringing. <laughs> no. Don't Vestal's say Vestal's bringing it. casserole. <laughs> To make up if for I had to clear... rearrange it, I would probably. Uh, I don't know. I like. I like how I did it. I pick all people, no, <laughs> no things or food <laughs> or music. Sarah's gonna sing to us from my piano, so <laughs> I don't have to pay for a CD. <laughs> okay, so you, we're, oh, you, actually, you might get a trio. You could have. Sarah, Bono, and Vestal cranking out a hit. Yeah, and me. <laughs> I'm joining them. <laughs> Beth Moore will just tweet the whole thing. Yeah, she'll put it in her Instagram stories. <laughs> this was very fun. I love this. <laughs> all right. First of all, you're a coward for not getting Barack Obama and Alex Jones in the same room. I... Why would I do that? <laughs> Why because would I do that? Because it would be that? comedy gold. So? <laughs> It'd be incredible. <laughs> this isn't your Bible study, Matthew. I'll put those two on your board when it's your turn. <laughs> Rich Mullins is like a tantalizing option there at the $3. But I kind of yeah. feel like he'd just be a drag. Like See, he, if I had to rearrange it, I I would put Dolly Parton in there maybe instead of Beth Moore maybe I don't know I do like well there's definitely some overlap there between them <laughs> some similarities that, that Venn diagram has some cleavage <laughs> oh goodness that was so fun <laughs> it was a nerd joke uh... <laughs> I would not want Billy Graham at my Bible study. Sorry to say. Oh, come on. <laughs> do you do? I want. Do you, hey, uh, I was told I was getting a new impression tonight. Was it uh, Billy Graham? <laughs> no, it's not Billy Graham. Bummer. <laughs> do you have a Billy Graham impression? Kind of. It just sounds like Martin Luther King, though, so it's real weird. That is that is weird. You know, on Danny's podcast, uh, his friend Matt does impressions pretty much every episode. I was uh-huh. like, how is it that Danny and I both have podcasts with Matt's who do impressions? We are the same are person. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we what are the was same the... person. You're not. <laughs> what was the new impression? Okay, so I made the mistake of doing this all day and it ruined my throat. Oh, so I don't know no. if I can <laughs> I was just really tickling myself. You got you got real excited that you, and then you just couldn't stop. So. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. Just try. <clears throat> who is it? Are you gonna tell me you're gonna just Yeah, I'll tell you who it is because you might not be able to guess. It's uh Liam Neeson <laughs> at a church business meeting. <laughs> so when you're practicing your impressions, do you always you always give them a scenario also? It can't just it, be like. It kind of started with I just kept repeating like Liam Neeson and Phantom Menace as Qui Gon Jinn. 
when he when they're on uh, was it Tatooine? I can't remember. It's Tatooine and um, Darth Maul's coming, and he just turns around and he yells, "Anakin, drop!" <laughs> I just kept doing that line over and over again to myself, just making myself laugh. I don't know what it was about that; it just made me laugh. <laughs> okay. I think. I just imagine Liam Neeson like practicing that line over and over again, like with different inflections. Anakin, drop. <laughs> that sounded more like Yoda. <laughs> Anakin, drop immediately. <laughs> just doing it to, in the mirror over and over again okay. until he got it right. Let, let's hear the Liam Neeson on a biz, church business meeting. <laughs> All right, I'll give this a shot. If this does not work, I'm going to edit it out. I actually will edit this one out until my throat heals and I can do it better. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, do you have his picture pulled up? I absolutely do. <laughs> Look at you sitting around this table like a gluttonous horde of Philistines, backslidden and reprobate. Climbing all over each other to suck the bulging teats of this church dry. And the pastor, I expected this from them, the godless commoners. But you're a man of learning. You went to seminary. What the hell did they teach you there? The power of the craven whims of your flock. Because you're standing here with nothing but your dick in your hands. <laughs> I tell you this. I tell you, if you pass this resolution over my objections, there will be a reckoning. Oh, yes, sir. There will be fire and brimstone, the likes of which have not been seen since Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> and that will be just the beginning. I will leave negative Yelp reviews. I will poison the prayer chain like it's a, like it's a bloody well. <laughs> I'm Liam Neeson. I was in Star Wars. <laughs> Does that mean anything to you? I was in Rob Roy. I stabbed that mincing Nancy Timroth in the heart with my blade. Gutted him like the fatted calf. I'm Oscar Schindler. I personally saved 1,100 Jews from the death vice of the Nazis. I was in the gray. I punched a wolf in the face and it died. <laughs> oh, man. I think this is all because the, they wanted a slide for the playground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he didn't. He didn't, he didn't want to spend the money on the slide. <laughs> that was good. My favorite part was I was in Star Wars. <laughs> Anakin, drop! Oh man! I have no idea if that actually sounded like him because my throat is destroyed from doing that voice all day long. <laughs> I enjoyed it either way, so. <clears throat> Bravo. <laughs> what in the bloody hell? <laughs> I, just, I like the image of him just saying that at a church meeting. What in the bloody hell is wrong with a lot of you? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, so real quick. Go back to the Matrix. Build your worst possible Bible study. Oh, that's easy. Uh, with $15. Oh, I've just been all okay. Well, Alex Jones and Ross Camp, the Chrysagas brothers, <laughs> hands down, all of them. So that's three. Okay. DC Talk Jesus Freak playing. 
Yep. Justin. Chaotic and loud. Justin Bieber. <laughs> okay. Billy Graham. That's twelve dollars. So I have three left. Yep. Mm. Rich Mullins Probably is going to be such a downer. Rich Mullins, yeah, I would say he's going to be such a drag. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes in, he's going to be telling you about, like, the the squalid conditions on the Navajo <laughs> reservation where he lives in a teepee. What a good word, squalid. And, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Everybody's going to be like, oh, geez, us. Okay, Rich. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's a, can, we, can we eat? Like, is that fine? <laughs> Yeah, so he's gonna show up barefoot, and the, the like the pads of his feet are gonna be black, s- black and sooten. <laughs> oh man! Long, greasy hair, oily skin, and boss camp. Oh, gosh, I actually heard she's pretty intense in person. I mean, she's intense online too, but like, uh. I don't know. I don't remember the exact description, but. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to have Danny make my image when it's time. Yours is so <clears throat> like straight lines and. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's called MS Paint right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What would Liam Neeson say to Ann Voskamp? Bloody hell, sister, you used too many words. <laughs> oh, man. I like that you put Chick-fil-A at the top. Free Chick-fil-A $5 item. So good. I mean, maybe it didn't need to go that high, but I guess the the, the whole mission was just to make it difficult for you. <laughs> it was difficult. You succeeded. You definitely succeeded. if it was not going to be a bible study if it was just going to be like dinner that'd be different but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't want to talk about the bible with Lin-Manuel Miranda I like him too much it's a damn shame Pitty Bono (laughs) it's not a real Irishman That Venn diagram has some cleavage. <laughs> <laughs>